Do Good Charlotte is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Find out more at queencitypodcastnetwork.com. There's good all around us. Let's hear about it. Welcome to the Do Good Charlotte podcast on the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. I'm Pamela Escobar. In each Do Good Charlotte podcast, you will find out who's helping, who could use a helping hand, and just how you can spread around your own good. In this episode of Do Good Charlotte, we are going to meet the founder and executive director of the Kennedy Strong Foundation. The Kennedy Strong Foundation sees an inclusive world where individuals with Down syndrome are contributing members within their communities and living out their dreams of independence. And we'll inspire you to do good, Charlotte, by the various ways you can get involved with the Kennedy Strong Foundation and attend an upcoming event they are having. Betsy Boone, welcome to Do Good Charlotte. Now, Betsy, tell me about your daughter and the inspiration for your foundation. Well, thanks for having me here, Pam. I appreciate it. So four years ago, actually a little over four years ago, my husband and I were surprised to find out that we were going to go from a family of four to a family of six overnight, unexpectedly. Great surprise. And shortly after we found out about the pregnancy, we found out that, yes, it was going to be twins. That would bring it to six. And that one of our twins would have a congenital heart defect and Down syndrome. Wow. Yes. Uh, That will change the trajectory of your life. You will need to make a lot of changes. So So I'm guessing, so when you're doing, Mm -hmm. just to understand... You did genetic testing when you were during your pregnancy, or they were able to just see this through an ultrasound, or how did it? Great question. They found through an ultrasound that she had a larger nuchal fold, and at the time, I didn't know what a nuchal fold was. It's the measure of the back of your neck. Okay. So we had gone um, from having our confirmation appointment at the the regular um, OB to the maternal fetal medicine group because I was a high-risk Um, pregnancy. I was 42 and it was twins. And in that appointment was when the obstetrician found the, um, the higher nuchal fold. And he said, this is a marker for a genetic abnormality, um, and, uh, and for heart effects. And we were stunned. Um, yeah, we were stunned. Yeah. So you start preparing So I focused on growing babies, Mm -hmm. and my husband started looking into what is it going to mean to have a child with Down syndrome? Um, What is it going to mean to have um, heart surgery? So we had doctors that could help us with the heart surgery part, and uh, but we didn't have any doctors to go to in regard to the Down syndrome. And as he looked into things, uh, he said, "You know, she's probably going to live with us forever." And I was like, well, I hadn't put that together. And he said, well, no, I, I, you know, that's kind of what I'm seeing. And then a couple weeks later, he goes, you know, I found a really cool place up in New York called Pathfinders. And that's where adults with Down syndrome can go and live. And they have jobs and they have like a community. Like, that's really cool. And it was great. Let me finish growing babies and get through the, <laughs> the, the heart condition. But that had always been in the back of our mind. So we had the twins in June. I'm sorry. Yeah, June 3rd. So they, they just, just turned four. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. We had them. Uh, Kennedy spent some time in the NICU. We had her first heart surgery at eight weeks. So that's 2015. She had her second heart surgery 
in um, May of 2016. And uh, we got to go home for a day. And then uh, she started retaining water and we had to go back into the hospital mm. and spent, ended up spending 48 days in the hospital following that second heart surgery due to some complications. And uh, after we made it through that and got home on oxygen and medicine and all that jazz, we got into 2017 and realized we don't have heart surgery on the horizon. And it's amazing the free space that opens up in your mind when you don't have to think about your child having um, open heart surgery that year. Wow. Yeah. So that's, that's when we looked into how can we give back? Cause now we're back on our feet. Everybody's at home. Everybody's doing well. We're thriving. We've made it through the heart condition. Um, and we are working through therapies and helping Kennedy be all she can be. And, uh, she created quite a following while she was in the hospital. Well, I was going to say, so this is where the strong parts comes from, right? Because she sounds like one tough cookie. If she's going to be going to the hospital right at the beginning. She's fighting for her life right at the get-go. And then 48 days, I mean, that's, that's a lot. Yes. I had a coworker who gave her the, who kind of named her or gave it the name Kennedy Strong. So whenever we faced some sort of setback, he'd say, you know what, Kennedy Strong. And I'm like, you know what, that's right. So we would sign our Facebook posts, hashtag Kennedy Strong. So in 2017, we got involved with the Down Syndrome Association and, uh, and joined their 5K and had quite the following. And I said, Brendan, she's, she has attached herself to people. People have attached her, themselves to her. And we're going to have a responsibility to do something with that. And as we looked at, um, again, making it through those medical challenges, now we could focus on her future. Yeah. And if you have kids, you know it goes really fast. Yeah. So even though she was only two years old at the time, we realized if we wanted her to be able to be independent and do everything that her brother and sister do, we were going to need to put some things in place. And that's where Kennedy Strong Foundation was formed. We said we would love for her. Pathfinders was great. It's in New York. Mm -hmm. We live in North Carolina. So where in North Carolina is, is, you know, can I have my adult child go and live independently or semi-independently. And there aren't a lot of options. The population's huge. If you look at ratios, um, at, if, if Down syndrome occurs in roughly one in 700, yeah. and you look at the population of the greater Charlotte area, that's roughly 2,700 people living with Down syndrome in the greater Charlotte area. There's n not enough independent housing options for, for that. And that doesn't mean that every one of those individuals is going to want to live independently or semi-independently or is capable of it. But for those that are, let's do something. Right. Because you don't want to send your child to New York. It's not like you're, she's going off to college and she can go anywhere in the country. You want her to be close by. You want to be able to see her. Yes. Yep. Now, I do want her to be able to go off, but I want her to be able to come back. And I think there should be more options. So... That's why we started Kennedy Strong Foundation. And at the time we were talking about the community, I'd also gotten pulled back into the hospital some through relationships I'd made with other moms who'd been there for extended periods of time. And we felt like we needed to, we needed and we wanted to give back there. So we started a program at Levine Children's Hospital where we had volunteers there on a regular basis at night to help out to give the gift of time to families whether the families couldn't be with their child because they had jobs 
or they just needed a break, and we delivered care packages to them. So it was a little Band-Aid, a little bright spot to give a little hope there. So, well, I wanted to talk about that. So now you've created the Kennedy Strong Foundation, and you have two different programs, right? You have one that's called 21 and Up, and I Heart Kennedy. So let's talk about the two. What's 21 and Up? 21 and Up is all about the community. So we're in reach, research phase right now. It's understanding what does this community, what should it look like? Should it be independent? Should it be semi-independent? Should it be inclusive of more than just Down syndrome? Should it be government funded or private funded? Um, and looking at how, you know, what the demand is and how we can serve that demand. So we know that there needs to be one. It's like uh, folks that are that want to develop a hamburger place. You know that there's population there. You know there's going to be a supply. Well, which hot hamburger place do you want to have? So that's what 21 and Up is. As you look at building out that community, there are precursors to that. You've got to educate families mm. because you raise your child differently if you're expecting them to live outside your four walls versus if they're going to stay inside the four walls. And your mom, correct me if I'm wrong, but um, as we looked at our other kids, it was, well, if we intend for them to leave, we need to start now. So Kennedy, at, you know, started at three. She's clearing her own plate from the table. She's got to pick up her clothes and put it in the laundry room. And these are things that take extra time, and um, you've got to be more diligent about it because it takes her a little bit longer, and plus there's another three- and four-year-old, you know, just having the twin around. But it's important for her to be looking at those independent steps now so that we build on those so that she is equipped to live independently. Right. So you've got to work at the family aspect, and then you also need to look at education and those around you. So we want her in an inclusive environment from a school perspective, and we are working within school systems. Uh, we worked with Davidson Day School to educate that community about what it means to have Down syndrome. And, um, yeah, there's a... There's lots of precursors. Lots of precursors. It's sort of the data strategy planning part. Uh, she's four. She will be 21. We've got this much time right. to figure that out. Yep. And then uh, I Heart Kennedy. What's I Heart Kennedy? So I Heart Kennedy was um, delivering love bundles to the hospital. So specific to, we focused on the eighth floor, which is where you go after you've had heart surgery. Okay. And... Um, we delivered packages that had reusable water bottles and hand sanitizers and fuzzy socks and um, gift cards. So things that you need that you don't realize you need and that can be a bright spot in kind of a gloomy day. Yeah. So tell me why you do this work. I, it might seem obvious you have a child, but you could just focus on Kennedy. You don't have to focus on a community. Why are you? Why did you expand beyond your daughter? Great question. So yes, we could just focus on Kennedy, but I don't want Kennedy to be alone. So if I want Kennedy to be with her peers, then you might as well build something that would include her and her peers. And that's what, that's what it boiled down to, is if I want Kennedy to have a place and nobody else is going to build it, then why can't I be the one to spearhead that? So what is your background? I mean, do you have a nonprofit background? Did you come from that? Or is this really just a, a deep personal passion that developed? It is a, it is a calling. Yeah. So my background is in sales. 
information technology sales, and I love what I do, and I've done it with all four kids. Thankfully, I've got a great supportive husband. So that's my background, is sales and connecting people. I light up when I'm able to put... um, to give somebody the help they need with whatever that is. So in IT sales, that's, you know, what do you need in order to complete this project or accomplish this goal? Well, if my company offers it, great. Or if I can introduce you to somebody, that's terrific too. When you look at Kennedy Strong Foundation, that's, that's a desire. That's a, if, I want, if I want my daughter to have something, then who better to hold accountable than myself? Yeah. So if I can share her story with others and see... Other people's eyes light up as well with, number one, the recognition, because if you don't have a child with special needs, you don't think about it. It's, um, it's funny. A lot of folks think about, yeah, I just, you know, I can't wait till my kid graduates from high school and then they're gone. I'm done parenting. And if you have a child with special needs, your, your parenting continues a, a lot longer than that. And most people want to... They want their children to survive them. Mm-hmm. When you have a special needs child, I'm doing the math. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I really want to survive her so that I'll always be here to take care of her. And, um, and that's probably not going to happen because I was 42 and I want her to have a nice long life. So what do I need to put in place so that I'm comfortable that when I'm gone, She's well taken care of. Yeah. So you've, you're building this community. You've been doing it now, I guess, then for three years? So we started in 2017. And um, what, would you, what would you define are some of your successes that you've had so far? Or what is some of the feedback that you've gotten for people who've participated in, in, in your events or things that you do? So two, two things happened. Number one, I found that people want to help. And they just want to know how they can help. So when we have events and we ask for volunteers, it's been terrific for adults to get engaged and for kids to get engaged, uh, for them to look outside themselves as to how they can get involved and how they can give back and, uh, and the joy that they get out of it. So uh, with our story comes a lot of awareness. Prior to having Kennedy, we... I didn't have anybody in my network. We didn't have anybody in our network that had Down syndrome. We didn't have anybody in our network that that had any physical special needs. And now that we do, and um, I mean, you, you, with her, you're open about it. It's 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 visible, you know. Um, and our community has absolutely gathered around us, and um, and jumped in to help us. So even when I've been scared, they push me forward. So what I've seen is that, A, people want to help. They just need to be told how. And if you direct them somewhere, they want to jump in. Along that line, like subpoint A and subpoint B is to give them some opportunity. Like, what, you know, what do you want to get out of this? What drives you? What are you most interested in? And can I align what makes you happy with where my need is? And that's a terrific intersection. And second, that when you... When you share an idea as big and broad as having a community for individuals with Down syndrome to live, work, and play, people get excited. And they're like, what? Oh, you, yeah, there isn't anything like that today. 
You say, no, there's not. And why not? So let's go build it. Let's go make this happen. And to have organizations get behind it and people get behind it. And what's been really neat is seeing families light up. The families that have kids that are 21 and older are saying, I'm, you, I'm glad you're starting now. Yeah. Because there isn't anything. I wish I had started now. I wish I'd started when you did, when she was young. Because right now we're trying to figure that out. And for those that are young, they're like, wow, how, how can we get involved and how can we help with this? Has there any been, been any setbacks along this journey so far? I mean, you're really at the beginning, but have, has there been anything that um, has been disappointing as part of this journey so far? I don't know that I'd call it disappointing. Where we, We're so early in things mm-hmm. that I don't know that I'd call it a, label it a setback as much as I would label it as um, people say, well, you know, how do I help? And it's like, well, right now... Where we want to go is, you know, it's all in the research. Do you want to help me doing research? Because I'll take that. And I've had kids that are in the process of getting their Eagle Scout Award. You know, it's a great way for them to use service hours to do that research. I'll give you a matrix. And if you'll fill that out, that helps me <laughs> get at what I need a little bit quicker. And um, and then, you know, it's really working on aligning both nonprofit groups together and the for-profit and, and people out there. And trying to identify who's passionate about this. Because if you're passionate about it, then you're interested in helping. And it, it's a matter of, you know, tapping into your network and your funds to help me get there. The, the biggest thing is we, we, our goal for 2019 is to have enough money to open up an account at Foundation for the Carolinas, which is an investment opportunity. And Foundation for the Carolinas, number one, is a phenomenal network. And if you look at all the great things that those organizations that they manage funds for are doing within um, Charlotte, it's outstanding. Well, you've got to have uh, at least $50,000 to open an account there. So that's a very concrete goal. (laughs) Yes, it is. And so you're working towards that right now. Yes. Well, we'll talk more about helping and how we can do that. This is Pamela Escobar. You're listening to Do Good Charlotte podcast. After the break, you'll hear about how you can attend an event that talks about words and attitudes about people with intellectual abilities and how you can get involved with the Kennedy Strong Foundation. How many servings of fruits and vegetables should you be eating? This is a 60-second wellness tip powered by Ortho Carolina. The magic number is five. Three servings of vegetables and two servings of fruits have been connected to lower risk of certain cancers, stroke, and heart disease. Fruits and vegetables are a great source of essential vitamins and minerals in addition to plenty of fiber to maintain a healthy gut and reduce the risk of colon cancer. And they're high in vitamin C and potassium. If five servings seems like a lot, consider starting your daily vegetables with your first meal of the day. Snack on fruits and vegetables instead of whatever your current go-to snacks are. Use vegetables as the main ingredients in other dishes like baked goods and chili. And whenever you can, get fresh vegetables, especially in the summer when they are in season. This has been your 60-second wellness tip powered by Ortho Carolina, official team physicians of the Carolina Panthers and proud sponsor of the Queen City Podcast Network. For more tips or to make an appointment, visit orthocarolina.com. Admit it, staying informed is hard. 
There is so much information, it's hard to find content that speaks right to you. And local radio has left Charlotte behind. What if there was one place where you could find news, entertainment, sports, music, food, and comedy created in and all about the place you call home? You're listening to the Charlotte Newsmakers Podcast. The Charlotte Podcast. This is John. And this is Miller. There's good all around us. Let's hear about it. Welcome to Do Good Charlotte, the Yelp Charlotte Podcast. Welcome to Fun with Failure. This is your man, Colin Cole, and I'm bringing to you the Players Report. Welcome to the Comedy Zone Podcast. All right, we're back with Prime After Prime. The Advent Coworking Podcast. 1K, the 1,000 second podcast. Another episode of Cheers, Charlotte. Thanks for being with us. My name's Brian LaFontaine. This is You May Have Seen. This is the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina, changing the way Charlotte listens at queencitypodcastnetwork.com. We were talking about how you people can help. And this event that you're having that's coming up isn't really necessarily something that benefits your organization directly, but it talks about the community that you want to build and help. So tell me a little bit about the R Word film screening that's coming up. So the R Word is a fascinating word. Yeah. And what I found is that four years ago, I never considered the R Word. And I, I'm sure I used the R word probably not on a routine basis, but I wasn't unfamiliar with it and I heard it and I never gave it a second thought. When I got the diagnosis that I was going to have a child with Down syndrome, all of a sudden that word carries a ton of power. Mm. So the word... Retard, that was actually a medical term. Met, um, it's called mental retardation. Um, and it was the label given to babies, individuals that, um, that had slower processing, slower development. That's what the word retard means, is slower and behind. But what happened is that over time, that word has actually gone from its medical definition to become slang. Yeah. And now when it's used, it's not used for the medical definition. It is used to put down others. And it's used to hurt others. Um, and what has happened with that is that inadvertently, when, when typically typically developing people like us. They actually say neurotypical development. Okay. If I call you the R word, what do I mean by that? Well, I mean that you're dumb or you're stupid. You're not capable of something. And, and there's been an occurrence that caused me to call you that. Well, that is also the label that comes with those who have an intellectual and developmental disability. So that word is unintentionally, subconsciously holding that group back. 
Number one, it's hurtful for those that are intellectually and developmentally delayed, and they'll tell you that, and you'll hear that in the film. It is hurtful to the families of those who are intellectually and developmentally delayed, and yet we don't even think about it. Now, I, I have become more of an active participant than a passive participant, so now when I hear the word, I'll ask the person using the word if they'll choose a different word. Yeah. Um, and it's been interesting to see those responses. Most of the responses I've gotten have have um, have been initially questioning what you know why what's the big really? deal? Yeah, because people aren't apologetic. So the 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 last case, um, I had a I have two children playing soccer, so I'm specifically going to be vague here. But at a soccer game, a ref made a call that didn't make sense to one of the parents, mm-hmm. and the parent said, "You know what are you? Are you know are you?" And he's using the R word. And I, I just said, hey, you know, can you pick another word? And he's like, what's the big deal? You know, he must be slow or, you know, he's missing something. And I said, well, I, I understand what you're saying that for. And, and I get that. But I've got a daughter with Down syndrome. And I'd, I'd really rather you not use that word in this context. And then you could tell that he thought about it. And I didn't say anything else. And he didn't say anything else. And, you know, we both went about our merry way and, and everything's fine. But, um, but what the film goes through is it talks about the history of the film and how that, that word now carries a stigma. And our goal for the organization is to help individuals with Down syndrome live out independent lives where they are fully contributing members of the community. Mm-hmm. Well, if you want to be a fully contributing member, you've got to be trusted with employment. You've got to be trusted with friendship. You, you've got to be a, a part of things. Well, if you're going to associate that word with that individual, then subconsciously and consciously, it affects how we treat individuals that are intellectually de- and developmentally delayed. No, it makes perfect sense to me. I'm listening and I'm hearing you. And I think you're right that unless you're um, exposed, you don't necessarily, you're ignorant to the, to the fact. And so... Um, it's, uh, I, I'm just, I, I'm glad that that conversation wasn't public and I can under, I can totally see that I'm a soccer mom on the sidelines. I say lots of things. Um, uh, I haven't used that word, but, uh, yeah, I can see how that that could slip out and people aren't even thinking anything about it. And then when you bring it home, yeah, I would feel awful. I would feel awful in those circumstances. And because yeah, that's, you're never, to take some away someone's power mm-hmm. or to um, that, that shouldn't words are powerful is what I'm trying to say. And so that's that I agree that we probably need to figure out a way to get people um, understanding what that means. So that's what this movie does. That's it's, do, it's a documentary, I guess. It is filmed like a documentary. Yes. The filmmaker grew up with a sister who has down syndrome. So okay. she heard that word often, mm-hmm. and it was hurtful to her, and it was hurtful to her sister. And then she started unpacking, where do we hear it? How do we hear it? And what are its implications? And the great thing about where we are today is that it's a good time to have a disability. People are really accepting, and they they want to get to know you, and they, they are interested in helping. And the cool thing about this movie is that you can learn that just by changing one little word, you can make a huge difference in somebody's life. 
there's, there's a saying, do you ever hear sticks and stones can break your bones? Well, it's funny. I think I remember words more than I remember oh, any bruise. Yeah. I, um, I have a huge scar on my leg from osteomyelitis. I got it back in 1975. So ages and ages ago, I never think about that unless somebody brings it up. And yet I'll think about words that somebody used or something somebody said. Those will go back in my mind. Oh, they'll hurt you for the rest. Yeah. Yeah. For a long time. Yep. So that's the cool thing about the movie. And, and the movie is going to be beneficial to everybody. We're recommending it for those that are over the age of 12 because within the movie are use cases of the word. And there are some comedians in there that, um, that are a little crass yeah. in their use of, of the word. Uh, so that's why we were suggesting ages 12 and up. Um, we do have child care available for those under the age of 12. You've got to RSVP and, and get that in. Well, so that's, that's what I wanted to say. Mm-hmm. So if I'm interested in going to the event, mm-hmm. do I go to your website? Where do I go? Um, you go to the Facebook page. So um, Kennedy Strong Foundation is our Facebook page. And um, out on our website under events, it'll be there as well. We are hosting it in conjunction with the Down Syndrome Association of Greater Charlotte. They, we heard about it through the Down Syndrome Association of Winston-Salem. And um, Holly Zipper, the executive director of the Down Syndrome Association of Greater Charlotte, and I have worked together. She, um, she did what she could to bring Amanda down here, the filmmaker, and I helped secure the venue. And we're going to town, and we, you know, with University City United Methodist Church has, um, has opened their doors to the community for this event. And within their sanctuary, we're going to hold it there. You know, we've got capacity for over 600. And that's, w- that's right on Harris Road, right? It is. And I'd love to see the place filled. Awesome. So it's going to be Tuesday? Tuesday, June 11th. What time? 7 to 8.30 is the film viewing. You can come at 6.30 for some desserts and light refreshments. Oh, well, that's incentive. It is. <laughs> Especially if we want to get younger kids there. Yeah, that's a great idea. So so I can go to Facebook, look up Kennedy Strong Foundation, mm-hmm. and then there I'll find a link to reserve my ticket. But tickets don't cost anything. Correct. It's, it's You just need that so that you have a better sense of who's coming and have enough cake and desserts. Exactly. Okay. Yes. So that sounds great. So you were saying on your website too, there is an events tab. Mm-hmm. And so there are other things that you're doing as well. Yes. I'm guessing to get to your 50,000 <clears> goal um, and to build your community. So how do, how do people get involved? So you can get involved, again, either of those places. This year, our next event is coming up in October. We have what's called the pre-walk party. So we participate in conjunction with the Down Syndrome Association's Buddy Walk. Buddy Walk, yeah. And for our team, we have... a what we call the pre-walk party. So come on out and you get your t-shirt and uh, enjoy some family time before we go out on our one mile slow walk, um, <laughs> which is terrific. Talk about that walk um, because I've participated in in a walk, not here locally, but in, in another market. And I, I really enjoyed it. it. It really was such a wonderful uh, opportunity to see so many people out together and enjoying. Um, I'm guessing it's similar here, but it sounds, I think it's a lot bigger than, um, than the one I participated in in Iowa. So um, what's that day like? Yeah, so there are roughly, I think it's about 1,500 people that are, that are there, and you, you have the team environment. So families will set up teams for their family member. 
and there's usually shirts and there's uh, there are tents, so it's kind of like a huge tailgate. And there's also really cool, fun things for kids and adults of all ages to get involved with prior to the walk and after the walk. We've been doing it at Jerry Richardson Stadium, and you end up down on the field, and um, you can throw the football around with some of the athletes there, do bounce houses, face painting. Um, it's just a great community atmosphere. We partnered with Davidson Day School this past year and had 80, te- 80 people on our team, which yeah. was huge. It absolutely poured down rain. And we still had those phenomenal students hanging out, hunkering down underneath the tents and then go out and walk. And what's neat is you'll get to see um, individuals with Down syndrome of all ages. You see babies that are still in their carriers to uh, Kennedy walked. Um, She did the one mile walk. And again, it is a saunter. So um, you really don't need sweatbands. (laughs) <laughs> and um, and then you see, you know, preteens and teenagers and and adults and older adults that have Down syndrome, and it it opens up the the eyes of those parents who have a child mm-hmm. with Down syndrome to go, oh wow, look, they're just like any other kid. Yeah. Then and I can see this progression, and for those who don't have somebody with Down syndrome in their lives, they get to see that look, they're like any other kid, and mm-hmm. they're having a great time. So the, when when we've done it and we've done it the past three years, the folks that have been on our team have, have come up and it's not uncommon to get comments saying, thanks for inviting us. I really enjoyed this. It opened my eyes. It, it, um, it helped our family. Yeah. Kristen Hampton, I think, was the mm-hmm. MC this past year, and she has um, a buddy of her own that uh, – Oh, I'm blanking on his name. His Brody. I was going to say, but his <laughs> he 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 likes to call himself Flash. I think is what he or Dash. That's what it was. Something like that. Anyway, um, she she has uh, she love love doing it. Um, I know it was a lot of fun. It seems like such a good time. But yeah, Brody. He's he's a comedian. He definitely like has a personality. But Kennedy's a little bit younger than that. She is. But yeah. is she? What's what is she like? I mean, is she? spunky and out, you know, like, does she bring mm-hmm. all these 80 people together and, and put on a show for them or how is she? She is shy at first. So okay. if you initially meet her, she is going to be shy and she's going to be reserved. And the best thing to do is to ask her for a fist bump or a high five and then let her make that choice. And if she likes you, she'll start giving you the shy smile and uh, the side the sideways glance. And then once you get to know her, and like in our family, in our home, she is just as rambunctious as her brother, Jacob. And she is in the throes of the wrestling and jumping around and playing on the trampoline and going up and down the slide and uh, everything that, that you can think of. She is not an immediate hugger. Yeah. So there's there's a preconceived notion that if you have Down syndrome, then you're always hugging and that you're always happy. And those are misnomers. <laughs> um, well, right. And I think that's important too, because just like all kids, they are different. So I have two girls and when they were really little, uh, the way they would behave at parties was night and day. And so my oldest takes a long time to warm up. And then, of course, like when it's time to leave, she doesn't want to leave because she's having such a good time. But it takes, I mean, it takes a while. Whereas my other one walks into the room and wants to own it and be on stage and wants to, yeah. So it's just, a, it, it, just like any other kid, it's going to depend on who you are and what, what they're like. Yeah, so you hit the nail on the head there. Right. 
So she, she yeah, has so a blast, and she does. Like, the, the neat thing is that the folks on the team, you know, they're always looking for Kennedy, right? Because that's what drew them there. Right. And they know her story because mm-hmm. they're following you on Facebook. They've been with you since the beginning. So, um, and they're there because she's, she's, she's the reason that brought them there. She is. And what's neat about it, what it, what's so exciting is that because she's there, she, there are so many other kids. So my older two kids are eight and 10 years older than she is. And their friends have now grown up. They've spent four years around somebody who has Down syndrome. So they don't think anything about it. Yeah. And we've worked at making sure that she is at the school for the older kids' athletic activities so that that school population is around her and they see her. And within the neighborhood, the same thing. And the benefit of that is that when we go to new places, selfishly, it it limits the number of stairs we get. Yeah. Because we still get stairs because if you haven't seen anybody different, your brain's trying to figure out she looks different. I don't know what that means. What is that? And um, and I'd, I'd like to stop that. I, I, I don't really enjoy the stairs. I, I put on a big smile and I'll say, oh, have you ever seen anybody with Down syndrome? Mm. This is Kennedy. Let me introduce you to her. She's just like her brother Jacob. And she is spunky. Is she? Yes. And th- thankfully so with all the medical challenges. What would you want people to understand or how about this? You know, four four years ago, you didn't know anything mm-hmm. about Down syndrome, and now you're pretty much an expert. So, what would you want people to understand besides not staring? But mm-hmm. what would you want people to know that Kennedy is just like any other individual out there? In that, if we have high expectations that she will probably accomplish a lot more than she would with low expectations. Mm. And what's important is to give her the opportunity and to trust that she's capable. I call it the banister effect. Okay. In our house, we have two stories, and I saw on Pinterest that a family had put in another banister going up their stairs that was lower because Kennedy's shorter. So when you think about going up and down stairs, it's helpful to have a banister to hold on to. Well, our banister was out of reach. So we want her to be able to go up and down the stairs. And one of the characteristics of Down syndrome is low muscle tone, which means everything takes a little bit longer and is a little bit harder. So we install that second banister so that she goes up holding our hand on one side, but then she's holding the banister on the other with the intention, and she's now doing it 50% of the time on her own, that she can go up and down the stairs herself. Our job as parents is to be that banister, to put those things in place that will help her achieve the goals independently. Set her up for success? hmm And that's what you're trying to do? Yes. Not just for her, but for the community as Absolutely, well. Yes. Well, Betsy, thank you so much for coming today. I really appreciate it. Do you know someone else like Betsy who is doing good in our community? Let me know. Tell me about someone or a nonprofit organization that should be heard on Do Good Charlotte. Reach out to me, Pamela Escobar, on social media. I'm Reporter Pam on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Or go to the Queen City Podcast Network page and fill out the contact form for Do Good Charlotte. There's good all around us. Let's hear about it. I'm Pamela Escobar. Thanks for listening to Do Good Charlotte Podcast on the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina.